What up, y'all? It's your boy Kevin on stage, and I want to tell you about Black Married and Debt Free, okay? They're a couple that paid off $110,000 in debt in 2017, and now they want to educate and inspire millennial couples to do the same. So what I want y'all to do is subscribe to their page. Go on YouTube, go on Instagram, and get the following going at Black Married Debt Free. It's everywhere, all right? So if y'all don't want to be broke no more, you want to be debt free in victory. Then go follow them, Google them, look them up, and see what they're talking about because don't nobody want to be broke. You feel me? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. <laughs> yes, Shira. I'm so happy to be here with you. Um, and we're so happy that you've chosen this podcast to listen to. I mean, you could have chosen anyone, right? There's thousands out there, but we want to thank you. And we also want to thank everyone who's been leaving us five star reviews on our podcast. Uh, that's that's like huge. Right. And it helps us to become more visible. It helps our podcast to be relevant in this space. So we thank you very much. And we encourage you, if you haven't already, just leave us a little review. You know, it's, it's going to be beautiful. And if you do that, we're going to bless you with a link to our master class for absolutely zero dollars. Um, but once you've left a review, head on over to our email and email us blackmarrieddebtfree at gmail.com and say, hey, I left a review. I did it. So thank you very much. Uh, Shire, I'm excited about this one because this one is for for, for you, the listener. Right. We we reached out on Instagram and uh, YouTube and we asked for questions and we got those questions. So we're going to answer them at length some of them i answered you know really quick you know but said listen to the episode we'll, we'll, we'll really dig a little further okay well i'm excited for this because i don't know any of the questions <laughs> <laughs> so yes i always love the questions so let, let's go ahead and get right into it shire the first question is from and some of these i have the name some i don't but this is from uh alex laura alex laura asked us she said what are or were, I guess, some major factors, some major sacrifices you all made while trying to pay off debt? What were some major sacrifices you all made while trying to pay off debt? I was really trying to think about this one, Shire. Yeah. There was quite a few. <laughs> that's a good question yeah. because I 
I want to hear your view, Marcus, because, you know, I've said before that you don't have to like suffer your way through paying off debt right. and that you can still enjoy life. And I think some of that comes from knowing that you're working towards a goal and you're actually making progress on it. And so it just kind of improves your outlook, yeah. even if your day to day isn't filled with, you know, all the comforts that yeah. you would really want yeah i think for us it became it becomes a part of our dna that those quote sacrifices become so much a part of you that they don't feel like pain it doesn't feel like a sacrifice it just feels like your your new mindset and like so we didn't purchase a new vehicle during that period of time we didn't um or i'm, I'm sorry i think we did end up purchasing a vehicle because you for for like I don't I forgot why like car you know was no longer operable or something but we ended up paying cash for it which was like something we would never have done uh but anyway that was we, we didn't take a lot of uh trips during that time um but we got lost doing the work and I mentioned that on my IG story uh, yesterday that's like sometimes you just do the work and you you just put your head down and go and it doesn't feel like a sacrifice but I guess if I could pick one though Shire we sacrificed our investing yeah that's that that, that was the one thing I we did I don't you know I'm trying to think if I regret that or not right because I mean then we didn't really we didn't really have the knowledge that we have now and we we're just so focused on the debt that mm -hmm. we weren't really thinking about investing we weren't thinking about retirement we weren't thinking about you know, the opportunities that we were missing out on. Yeah. Um, thankfully, you know, we were able to pay off our debt in about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. But if it would have taken like, you know, five years or 10 years to pay off that debt, I don't think there's any way that we would have been able to forego investing. I mean, yeah. it's that's just too, yeah. too much, you yeah. know. So, yeah, I think that's true. And, and also, I think that we sacrificed some of our, like like I was saying before, some of the wants. Yeah. So, like, we didn't really shop for clothes very often. You know, uh, beauty products, yeah. you know, things that, you know, I can get now. Right. You know, I wasn't able to get necessarily back then. So. We've never, we, we're a little bit better about it, but we sacrificed time together. Um, with me working odd shifts and stuff like that. But we've never... We, we still have work odd shifts, ironically, but that's always been something that's like we we had an understanding like we we're going to be sacrificing, you know, because if you work the same shift, you'll see each other in the evenings every week. But for me and Shire, before Shire was working from home, we would see each other in passing. You yeah. Know? And so yeah. that was tough. Actually, that that was a huge sacrifice because yeah. Marcus started working the night shift while we were paying off our debt and that helped us to save on our childcare costs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so now that we actually talk it through, I think that there were definitely some big sacrifices, mm -hmm. um, that were made and we're still making some of those sacrifices. Yes. yes. So great question. Uh, Alex, we really appreciate that. Uh, this next question comes from Ivan, my man, Ivan, uh, on IG. He says, looking to invest in real estate out of state. Any suggestions as to areas? And to that, I say you have to, instead of just giving you an area, 
because the markets change so quickly. Let's give Ivan some things that we look for when yeah. we when we find an area, right? Yeah. Uh, because we've researched a few different states and a few different locations. Yeah, um, I think that's a great point. Yeah. And you can quickly become priced out of an area yeah. that you could at one point afford. Yeah. I think the baseline thing you want to do uh, is referred to as the 1% rule. That's when you uh, pick an area and let's say your average, th you're looking to invest in three bed, two baths and your average three bed, two bath in this area goes for uh, with minimal work needs to be done, goes for a hundred thousand dollars. You want to make sure you're at least able to rent it out for a thousand dollars a month. Uh, that's, called the 1% rule, which is just a quick snapshot that you can take to know if this is even a place that I need to dig further on. Because if you don't hit that 1% rule, the home costs 100000 and you can only rent it out for, for $500. That's not 1%. And so that's kind of like, eh, not a great place to invest. So that's like a quick thing that we look at. Right. Once you do that, what's the job growth like in the city? Um, or the 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 um, not job growth, Bashar, help me out. What what's the what's the employment rate in that city? Uh, what is it? Is it a adjacent to a major city? Maybe you know that might be a plus. Um, what are some other things we look for, Shire? How's the historical historical weather in that city? Is it a high tornado area? Is it a high hurricane area? If it is, you, you know. That's something to consider, something but to consider. I mean, obviously you can always have insurance, but for us, you know, living in California, we're used to good weather and yeah. we kind of want where we invest to have some good weather as well. Yeah. Um, also, we look at um, property taxes. That so that, that is huge because yeah. as, as a um, homeowner, you're responsible for those property taxes. Yeah. Um, if you have a mortgage, those property taxes will be lumped into that monthly mortgage. Um, and if you have high property taxes, then you're going to have a higher mortgage. Yeah. Um, so that's something um, to consider. And also you have to consider your budget, right? Because you're making that initial investment and many times you're putting down a minimum of 20%. So yeah. you have to think about where you can actually afford to invest. And so we invest out of state because we can't afford, you know, to invest um, in California at this particular moment. Yeah. And so, um, and one thing that you're getting at Marcus is if you're not able to invest in a major city, looking to the outskirts, right. look into some of the suburbs that are outside of the main city or a smaller town that people might be commuting uh, to, to the big city. You yes. know, they might not mind living a little bit outside of a major city. Yeah. Um, That's big. Uh, I think also you want to know within yourself, am I looking for a high equity investment or a high cash flow investment uh, because yes. you may find an area where the, the the cash flow may be okay but like shire said you're you're right next to a major city and in the next five years this is going to be your, your home price is going to really balloon the equity is going to grow fast or you may be in an area where it's like home prices are steady historically there's not a lot much going to change but man i'm cash flowing real nice Yes, that's a great point, Marcus. Like with our first two investments, it was more of an 
an equity purchase. Yes, the two houses, they met the criteria. They met the 1% rule that you mentioned, but the equity is like, has been incredible, but the equity has been so good that we can no longer afford to invest there. (laughs) You know, so where we're at now is more of a cash flow. It's that, um, you're buying at a lower price and then you're getting that immediate cash flow. And if you go back a couple of episodes, we actually did interview our real estate agent. Yes. And so, I mean, here it is. You want to know. So just go back, you know, yeah. to that episode with um, with uh, Tisha, Perry. Tisha Perry. So she was actually our, our real estate agent for our last three transactions. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a great point. And then another thing about rent, when you're researching the rent, sometimes we like to look at the fair market, um, the fair market rents. And so that's usually um, something that Section 8 uses to to, um, calculate what a fair price would be for rent. And you can... Um, easily look that up down online, to county, down to the city, down to the county. They'll tell you what a two bedroom, a three bedroom, you know. And so, obviously, you know, Section Eight is something to look into as well. Yeah. Our properties are not um, on Section, you know, they're not Section Eight rentals, but it's something that we definitely want to consider. But that is a good way to gauge what rent prices, um, what a fair rent price would be in the county that you're looking in. Yeah. I mean, also some real, some uh, websites like Zillow, they'll give you like the, the, uh, estimate the, the rent, you know, a rent calculator, rent yeah. estimate. So there are a lot of online tools that you can really look at. And it's so important to, uh, as you're preparing to get your first home to just, look at some random houses, mm-hmm. you know, in random parts of the country mm-hmm. and see if you were to buy that home, would you be able to cash flow? Yeah. So you would do that by, you know, what we would like to call like running your numbers. Yes. So you would, you know, you would see, you know, if you bought this particular home, how much could you rent it out for? Yes. What would the property taxes be? You can easily see that on Zillow. You can see the tax history. Um, you would also look at your insurances, you know, yeah. how much would you have to pay for insurances? So we like to go like before we bought our first home, we used to go through these different uh, mocks where yes. we would find houses. We looked everywhere. We looked in Texas, very high property taxes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Texas. Mm-hmm. Y'all kind of expensive y'all for did. us. Um, you know, we looked at Texas. We looked at Michigan. Yeah. A little too much snow for me, but too looked at snow. Michigan. Water. Right. The, 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 water, the water bills. bills it's, Oh my goodness. Look at those water bills because even if you don't pay the water bill and the tenant pays the water bill, that's still an an added cost that you want to keep in mind. Utilities, yeah. Yeah, utility costs. But we would look in different parts of the country and say, you know, if we were to to buy this house, would it be a good investment? So just go through a couple of practice, you know, scenarios and think about the things that you pay for now. So if you're renting or if you own your own home, what are the expenses that you have? And those same expenses will apply to a rental. So a lot of things to factor. It sounds like a lot. It sounds like, like it could be overwhelming, but you know, consider your budget. And if you're doing a basic search, if you know your budget is, you know, $110,000, then you can narrow houses down, you know, by a state or by a city, you know, by that target amount. And just, just see if you could determine if it would be 
you know, profitable. Yeah. And if you're still struggling on how to do that, then submit another question through the right. Q and A. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and hopefully that helps. Okay, go ahead. No, that's glad. I'm glad we spent time on that because that that actually a few people asked that question. So hopefully we answer all those questions. And Shai, you know that little that little shimmer that was in your eye once you really got going on that topic. That little mm-hmm. something clicked. I just felt it. You know. We let you guys into uh, a lot of people pay <laughs> to get some of that information. We just we just blessed y'all with. So with that said, uh, I have to ask you this because if I don't, uh, our friends uh, Mon and Christina from our journey they're gonna get mad at me. But they said, when are we gonna see that out of state <laughs> real estate course? Oh my goodness, that yeah. was a question. Yes, that was a question. Okay, so we've been working <laughs> on a course for a while now. And, you know, the title we have to date is My First Deal. And we just need to release it. So I I would say the course is coming. Um, We've learned a lot over these last couple of years. And we do, we want to share it. I mean, just hearing you kind of go, Shire, is like, whoa, that's a lot. That's a lot that people, (laughs) yeah, that's a lot that it took practice, it took, you doing it for you to get that information. The average person doesn't just know to look for that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we definitely have value that we can bring inside of a some type of course. Uh, and like you said, we kind of already have the content ready. We just have to, just, we just have to do it, man. Y'all so y'all let tuned. us know. Stay tuned. If y'all want it, we need to we need to hear from y'all. Y'all need to let us know in the comment section in the in the review section. Let us know if that's something you'd be interested in. Uh, because you just got a little taste. Shara just gave you just a little taste. Just a little taste. You know, so. I, I guess that was a little taste. Yeah. 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 Let us know, man, if that's something you guys want. So moving on, Shara, to another question here. Still in real estate. How long have you been in the real estate industry? I thought that sounded really cool. Ooh, real estate <laughs> industry. Like, you know, like I'm really doing something, you know. Wow. But it's funny that they asked that question was asked because March 3rd marked uh the anniversary of our first house in Montgomery, one year anniversary. So then I started going back. I was like, man, when did, how long have we been doing this? Since 2018, Shire. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's 2018, four years. we bought two houses. We've been real estate investors for four years. That's a long time. <laughs> nah, not really. But time flies, man. Think about, what do you think about, what do you think about me thinking about that first deal, Shire, when we got it? Look, when I had my mindset that I wanted to do real estate, like it, I don't think anything could stop. No, go back, Shire. Go back. Tell them about when you first introduced real estate okay. and how I almost broke your heart. Yes. I was learning a lot about real estate. This was during our debt payoff journey. I was learning so much about real estate and I just, I had, I just kept getting all these ideas about how we could do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I started telling Marcus about it. Marcus, we need to get into real estate. This is what we need to do. Man, you were really, you were really passionate. And if I can remember, Shai. I was. And Marcus told me. What did I say to you, Shai? Marcus said, you, you told me you really didn't want to do it. (laughs) But if I wanted to do it, you would support me. Come on, y'all. Now that's like a good husband. You know what I mean? That's the good husbandly thing to me, do. Though. I felt re- I felt so sad but when you said that. that to me. How nice that was, and she still felt sad. Like I can't win. But <laughs> but anyway, it grew on me like a fungus, Shire. And that thing got up inside of me. 
And now you get on my nerves about man, it. <laughs> I'm just like, what are we doing? We ain't buying no house yet. Like, when are we going to get the next one? But I'm like, patience. Yeah, yeah, Shy. So, yeah, when you like, you're going back to that first house, we just did it, man. We just did it. We had, we still had a lot of questions. Wouldn't you agree? Still a lot of unsureties going flying there and meeting, you know, we bought it sight unseen. We're going to the, the lawyer to sign and we're just like, not knowing what that was going to be like. I mean, up until that point, have we ever flown on a plane together? I don't even know if we had. No. It's a lot of firsts, you know, but we did it. And you, you learn through a lot. You can learn on the sideline, but the rest, you got to get in that game. You got to start playing. You got to get game speed. Oh, man, these guys, is on. when you get on that court, they running a lot faster than they was in practice. You run mm-hmm. a lot faster than you was training by yourself, but you would never know until you get in. So, uh, yeah, man, it's been four years. Four years in the real estate industry, I guess. <laughs> I don't. Something about real estate is just very fulfilling yes. for me. And I, it's just it's just a different asset class, right? You can invest in stocks mm-hmm. and have stocks in these companies and half the time you don't even know all the companies you're investing in. And I mean, you see returns and I mean, that's always nice, but when you own a home, it's like, I can see it. I can touch it. Yeah. I can get a check every single month. Like it's just, it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It is. (laughs) All right, Shire. Um, going down to the next question. That last question was from Zay, by the way. Uh, this question uh, I didn't have a, I don't think I wrote the name down, but it says, are there any agents or brokers you recommend in your markets? Uh, so we've had mm. Tisha Perry on our uh, podcast. Yeah. And we also work with another real estate agent. Ravi Sharma, a good friend of ours. In uh, North Carolina. Yeah. So he serves as the whole state of Carolina and Tisha services Alabama and Georgia. And Georgia. I think Alabama, Georgia, maybe Florida, maybe wrong. But um yeah, so those are the That's who we know. Yeah. Look, we telling y'all who we know. That's yeah. who we know. <laughs> Our property manager in Carolina also is an incredible real estate agent for Keller Williams. Uh uh Shirley I forget Shirley's last name. Okay, don't, don't start don't start looking up Shirley cuz yeah. we don't have the last name for yeah, you, yeah, but yeah. But that's why we're going to do the course and we'll, we can oh, share we're gonna more come back. there. Yeah, we, got, we got y'all. We got but y'all. Um, we've been really um, blessed to just meet some really great real estate agents. Mm-hmm. And that was a journey because, you know, uh, we had to kiss a couple of frogs to to find someone who would work with us being out of state investors yeah. and uh, to find someone that you know, worked well with us, Yes. you know, yes. and the property managers, when you have a good one, hold on to Ooh. them, you know, and Ooh. not, not all property managers are created, created equal. this equally, you know? And I, I think one of the things I would like to explore is tech using tech to do some property management. Yeah. I think that's something that we'll explore, especially yeah. as you get more properties and you see, Okay, now the money is really starting to add up. Yeah. The fees that you're paying for for property management. Yeah, shout out to our friends uh, for our children's children who we had as guests on a podcast, and they talked about how they manage their own stuff. So yeah, that's and, definitely something to get into at some point. Yep. Um, Shire, all right. Next question. 
This is in regards to uh, the HELOC, the home equity line of credit that we, we, we did. It says, are you, it should be past tense, but we'll get into that. Are you slowly paying off your HELOC? Uh, this he says I have heard HELOCs are better suited for small quick projects hmm. so uh, and I touched on this on the uh, weekly juice podcast shout out to them but uh, with the home equity line of credit we we got it on our primary residence uh, we took out a line of credit which is pretty much your home becomes collateral and you get this fixed sum that you can tap into take some out put that back you know you're not uh you don't automatically start paying on that whole fixed amount you only pay on the part that you take off and each disbursement has a 20 year payoff time frame instead of a, like a 30 year mortgage right it will depend on the term of your the term of your yes. of your HELOC but yeah. the one that we had was had that 20 year caveat yeah and so what we did with it was we purchased our first home outright cash and then we find it we used uh money to finance our second one and our strategy was to um pay them off with the cash flow we were kind of you know mm-hmm. paying out paying more than the minimum to pay it off faster before you know within that 20 year period but we ended up uh selling that the home that, that primary the, residence. The primary residence. With the HELOC. With the we HELOC. sold it. Sold it. And so that paid off the HELOC in full. But our strategy, had we not done that, was to pay more and, you know, pay it within that 20-year window. Yeah. So the blessing there for us was that when we sold that primary residence, it paid off the HELOC, which means we had a house that no longer had a mortgage. And yeah. so, yeah. It's really cool. And to speak to, uh, you heard HELOCs are better suited for small projects that you, yeah, many people use a home equity line of credit for many different things. Uh, home additions, you know, uh, renovation, renovation. So you can use it for whatever, but we want it to, because you are in essence creating another bill, right? We wanted to use it to, uh, buy an income producing asset. That was our strategy. Right. And can I add to that? Mm -hmm. That allowed us to get our first real estate uh, property with no out-of-pocket costs. Yes. So we didn't pay. I think we paid for our flight, you know. But but for the house itself, it all came from the HELOC. And so it was like... It felt like we were getting a house for free. I mean, <laughs> even though we weren't, <laughs> right. we weren't getting a house for free. But that's how it felt, you know. So that was a great way for us to enter um, yeah. into real estate. But now um, securing a home equity line of credit is a little it's bit a more lot, challenging. More yeah. um, some banks stop doing them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some banks that are still that are still doing it, yeah. you know. You have to call around. Yeah, Marcus, I was going to tell you, um, I saw a small town bank saying, you know, come and apply for a home equity line of credit. And it wasn't a major bank. Like, it was like a small community bank. So, so they're still out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the, the, my friends at the uh, Weekly Juice Podcast, they said, after hearing us speak on the HELOC, they went and did, they wanted to do it, you know, on one of their properties. 
And the only ones that were funded was a small, small. bank mm-hmm. in their city. And it could be a good time to do it. Like, because home values have increased so much. So if you're already a homeowner, it could be something that you think about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was just thinking about when I was a little girl, um, I had a grandma that would always say, no, never borrow money against your house. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so and and I know why she said it, like, because you don't want to lose your primary residence. So you really have to know what's at stake and you really need to be in a good financial position in order you know, to go through yeah. with a HELOC. But that being said, it's still something that's worth exploring, especially, yes. you know, if you want to get into real estate and um, you're going to purchase a cash flowing property that will allow you to, to pay it off. Absolutely. So moving right along, Shire, uh, we have this question here, which is it's good uh, from Eric. It says, do we preach against no consumer debt or no personal debt or both. No. Which one do we preach no against? No what? Personal? No personal. Oh, personal. <clears throat> yes. Do we preach against no consumer debt, no personal debt, or both? Um, I think preach is a strong word, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think preach is a strong word. Um, I, I, before you answer, Shire, I think what we do, what I want to be careful to do and not do with our podcast and platform is, we share what we do and what we did. If it was a good idea, if it was a bad idea for us, if it worked out, if it didn't work out. But we never want to project and be like, we're advising you to do X and you you should do that. Da, da, da. We just want to make you think, right? And that's all this podcast is really for. Um, so preaching against it, I wouldn't say that, but for us, Shire, now you can go ahead and answer. For us, what what which, what? We don't want any of the debt per se, if you if you can. But um, the consumer debt, I don't know. Shall what do you think? I mean, to me. Well, consumer debt. I look at consumer debt like credit card debt, yes. um, a car loan. car loan. So those are things that we do try to avoid. Yeah. So, for example, we talk about buying a car um, earlier this year. So there was a period of time where we didn't buy a car because we didn't have the money, you know. So we saved up money. And I did have a talk with Marcus to see. Oh, we had a conversation. We had a conversation. I remember that. Okay. What if we got a card note and it? He was like, no. And I think that we we had someone we had the wealth educator on our podcast, mm-hmm. and I was like, after talking with him and his wife, I was like, no, we're definitely not <laughs> going to go and get no car loan. Right, right, right. So um, for consumer debt, we tried to stay away from that. And and because our name, you know, is Black Mary Debt Free, sometimes when we talk about our rental properties, sometimes people become a little unhinged mm-hmm. because they say you say you, you're debt free, but you have debt on on your rental properties. And, and that, I mean, I get it, yeah. you know, but I, I look at that as this is our, our business and right. that's our, that's debt associated with our business. Right. Um, but we don't have a Credit cards. Yes. Now, one time, look at me. I'm telling deep, dark secrets. Come on, Shire, tell them. One tell time, when we brought, uh, we needed to get appliances for uh, one of our rental yeah. properties, and it was like, if you get a credit card, you save twenty percent. So I said, shoot, I might leave this money on the table. Yeah. So I got we. I signed up for a credit card, 
got 20% off, and then when I got the bill, I paid it off in full. Yeah, I mean, and, you had the cash to pay for it that day. Yeah, but, I could have paid it, you know, yeah, and I could have felt good, like, see, I'm black, married, and debt-free, and I'm going to not save this money, but it's like, I need to be practical. Yes. So, you know, I paid it off. But what we built over time was discipline. There you go. And some people don't have discipline, yep. so they need those hard, fast rules. You yeah. know, you don't have... I mean, d discipline when it comes to finance, that's a muscle. Like, if you don't have a lot of discipline around money, don't even feel bad about that because it takes time uh, to to build that discipline. Yes. But when it comes to some purchases, it's just like, I have the discipline enough to make this one decision, mm -hmm. okay, save 20% and just pay the whole thing off, yeah. you know, and, and not feel bad about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we definitely try to keep our consumer debt down because when we do that, it allows us to have more money for investing, investing. you know, so Absolutely. But at the end of the day to each his own, you know, sometimes people will use credit in order to build their credit score. And, and for some people, depending on what's going on in your life, sometimes that's really important, Yeah, you know, and so. So there's definitely no judgment, but right. for us, we try to not have any consumer debt. Yeah. Um, try not to have no personal debt, too. <laughs> or personal debt. Personal debt to... is more student loan. Okay. Um, you know, things like that, I think, kind of fall under personal debt. So we've, we, 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 we paid off our student loans, and, you know, we don't uh, – paid off showers B.A., her bachelor's and BS. We, come on now. BS, excuse me. <laughs> uh, and then when we went to when she went to get her master's, we were in a position to cash flow that. So and then our kids will be cash flowed or paid and whatever. We're gonna do something yeah, for them. They're not okay. putting that taking out no no uh loan. Unless they do it behind our backs. But anyway, <laughs> we're just not there yet. Yeah. So that's where we are. Uh Preach, I wouldn't say that, but we definitely, hopefully, we, we can that's be an our example. Message. Yeah, yeah. That's our message. Yeah, that's example. fine. That's fine. All right, Shire, moving right along here. Almost done here. Uh, actually, I think this is the last one. You know what? We touched on that. Uh, they said, what decisions uh, would you uh, have, uh, what decisions would you did you make prior to getting out your home equity line of credit? I think we kind of touched on it. What decisions did we make? Okay, I the first decision that we made uh, was we paid off all of our debt. And at the time, that included the house that we lived in. We yes. had like a condo. So when we had a home equity line of credit, we were completely mortgage-free. So I don't know if we had mentioned that yes. before. So it's not like we had a mortgage and then we had a home equity line of credit that was on good, top Shire. of the mortgage. That was good because it helped us. Uh, keep things neat you know what i mean if you had you got this mortgage mm -hmm. that's still something you get a line of credit you just pretty much create mortgage two number mortgage. two and yeah. then you're gonna go use that to buy a house that's three mortgages yeah <laughs> you and, know what I'm saying? yeah and so we just so happened to be in that position because we had bought the condo yeah. when the market kind of crashed and so we we paid off that home and so so when before we got a home equity line of credit we made the decision to be completely debt free. Now, yeah. I don't know if that's feasible in this climate and where we are today 
in society. So like I was saying before, be very thoughtful mm -hmm. if you want to, you know, move forward with the home equity line of credit. But the good thing about the home equity line of credit is you can have it and not use it. Yes. You know, so it's not it's not a um, what they call it, Marcus, a home equity loan. Uh, it's not like a, 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 a what's it called? Cash out refi. Yes. It's not like a cash out thing where you get the money up front and then you got to start paying it back right away. Right. Like you can have that home equity line of credit a lot of times and kind of sit on it for a while right. before you use it. So that way, you know, you spend it when you when you're ready and when you know that you're going to use it for the best investment possible. Right. Yeah. So that was definitely one decision that we made. That's a really great question. Yeah. Really and then good question. also we made sure that we were, we knew how we were going to, to use the home equity line of credit. We knew the purpose for which we were getting it. And we had, you know, the skills to make a good informed decision. Right. Obviously it's a risk. If It's a little bit of a risk if you're buying a house sight unseen, but we took necessary steps to make sure it was a good investment, you know, getting a, a property inspection, working with a good realtor and, you know, just things like that. But yeah. I think that's a really great, great question because a lot of people might be thinking about home equity line of credits, especially if you own a house and you got a lot of equity in it. Yeah. Shire, I mean, this has been great, man. And one thing I see is you you ready to do this course, Shire. Oh, my goodness. I ain't heard you really go like this. In a, you know what I'm saying? Shire be kind of quiet over here on this podcast some weeks, y'all. But she going today. I well, like it. these are good questions. Great questions. Yeah, great thank questions. you. I'm so Absolutely. glad that folks wrote us their questions. Yeah, yeah. We, we appreciate it, y'all. And we, we really value you all uh, coming and sitting down with us every week. The thing about podcasts, I was telling Shire, is like, you start to podcast become a part of your routine you know what i mean and so i know how important it is when you're the host of your favorite podcast they don't they're not there this week or you gotta fill in or you know they don't even put one out it's just like mm -hmm. ah, it's that, it hurts mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're gonna keep um bringing value as you guys you know show that hey we, we, we really enjoying what you and Shire are doing. So we're going to reciprocate this relationship uh, by providing you with these podcasts. So hopefully you got a lot out of this one and uh, there's more to come. So. Yes. All right. Well, till next time, this is Marcus and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. We're going to let y'all later. Peace. Bye.